0: I watched this guy over the course of three months cutting down meeting time by 50%. He didn't have to have meetings after the meeting to drive decisions about, well, what does that data mean? Or what if we click it this way? He could just do that in real time.
1: Welcome to The Lean Industrial, where we explore how leading managers can keep their companies ahead of the game in today's rapidly changing environment. This series is powered by Catalent. Catalant provides global enterprises with software solutions to access business expertise on demand, helping leaders like you get work done quickly and efficiently. Visit GoCatalant.com to learn how we can help your team accomplish more. Now here's your host, Tim Berthold.
2: Thanks for tuning in. I'm your host, Tim Berthold. And today, Pat and I are excited to host Dave Herman on the show to talk about two up-and-coming tools that can drive deep insights into your business. Dave shares how to get started with data visualization and the biggest mistake to avoid when trying to integrate it in your organization. Plus, neural networks and how Dave became convinced of the power of such advanced analytics while working in the Australian outback. Some lessons here for industrial managers on how to apply these two rising technologies to more deeply understand your business and get a leg up on the competition. On to today's episode. I'm on set with Pat Masha, head of Catalans Industrial Practice, and today we're fortunate to have Dave Herman on the show. Dave is a former consultant at McKinsey, has a PhD in material science and engineering from Northwestern University, lives in Boston, and is the founder of Anthros Consulting, a firm that combines business strategy with software system solutions, data visualization, and advanced analytics. Dave, welcome. Thanks for having me. So, Pat, giving your perspective as head of Catalan's industrial practice, what is it about Dave and his background that has you excited to have him doing projects on the platform?
3: I think about that on two levels. When I look at Anthros and what they specialize in, those are things that customers using our platforms are looking to get done consistently and need access to. And then when I think about Dave as an individual, he's got the technical chops, but he's also got that problem-solving skill set coming from McKinsey, all those things combined make him someone we're proud to highlight on the podcast.
2: Dave, why don't you give a high level overview of what data visualization and advanced analytics mean to you, and especially in the context of industrial companies?
0: Data visualization to me is essentially the way you represent data in an intuitive way that drives the insights necessary for real-time business decision-making. So it could be anything from an operations manager just having a standard operations dashboard that shows where their inventory levels are against target. Um, Or it could be an executive at her desk simply being able to pull up a dashboard that in real-time shows the different divisions of the company, the product level Groupings of those divisions, um, drill down into profits, you know, losses, you know, all sorts of info that she otherwise would need to reach out to several different people to collect. So it's really enabling an organization to have that at their fingertips in an easy way. Advanced analytics is uh, really bringing more sophisticated techniques to get insights from large sets of data that It's really difficult to get using basic types of predictive methods that we're mostly familiar with, you know, regression type tools or those sorts of things. You know, some of the topics in that category are neural networks, decision trees, you know, these sorts of advanced techniques that help people drive insights and get signal from what otherwise looks like uncorrelated noise.
2: Dave, why don't we start with data visualization? How have you seen it work well in an organization and any particular stories that illustrate that?
0: Yeah, I mean, the first time I I really felt the impact of how this can change an organization was about three years ago, I was working for a big chemical company. This is um, when I was still at McKinsey and I was working for this woman who was head of the demand sort of planning group there. And there was a guy who was sort of associated with that group who had just gotten a new tool on his desk called Tableau. And he was sort of an entrepreneur that was trying to drive the spread of this tool through the organization. He was kind of like a preacher about the benefits of data visualization, how this tool could really transform his organization. And at the start of the project, I remember talking to this woman, and every time she'd come out of a meeting with this guy, she'd kind of roll her eyes and she'd say, You know, this is so typical here. It's like everyone thinks once you have this new tool, all the problems will go away. And so there was sort of this cultural resistance and it wasn't just her, it was quite a few people. And um, and I watched this guy over the course of three months start to bring Tableau in particular into his meetings and cutting down meeting time by 50% because He didn't have to have meetings after the meeting to drive decisions about, well, what does that data mean? Or what if we click it this way? He could just do that in real time. And he started to slowly train up his group. So there started to be this cluster of folks who became these data visualization gurus, especially in comparison to what the baseline of the organization was. I saw how how much he had been transforming this organization to the point where... I'd get lunch with him and he was telling me how the CEO had been having him into his office to show him how to use <laughs> Tableau about how he could drive down <laughs> into decision-making. And so that was a, the first instance where I started to get this sense that there are increasingly ways to get insight from data that previously you really needed to hire high-powered analytical type people to get the insights. Now you could do that on your own.
2: So we can all relate to meetings like that where it's very PowerPoint-driven. Questions always come up asking essentially to dive further into the data. What does this chart mean? What about this one specific data point? And what I'm hearing from you is that data visualization allows those conversations to essentially be very dynamic. So instead of someone having to be sifting through Excel right there through the meeting to get the answers or following up the meeting over the next few days, you can get them right there in real time.
0: Yeah. And, and also that the way you set these up is, you know, typically uh, th- there's two sorts of dynamics that exist in organizations. One is you're only able to look at the data that your silo has access to. So part of the vision of these ultimate data visualization is to blend data across many different functions. So if you are in the products group, you are able to see what's happening deeper into the supply chain than previously you were able to. So that's one way. That you can um, drive decision making, and then the other way is that, like you said, I mean, PowerPoint is so static; it's frustrating. And there's a lot of power actually in terms of the person who puts that PowerPoint together what snapshots they show. Not that anything unintentionally misdirecting or or whatever, but there's just kind of gives the power to everyone to just kind of look into the data and get insights that maybe that one person missed Mm -hmm. or that team of people just aren't seeing. And so I think that's the other aspect of data visualization. It sort of allows the power of data insight to permeate the organization instead of being in the hands of a select few.
2: It sounds like it democratizes it. Yeah, that's a good word for it.
3: If you're going to claim on the podcast, Dave, that you can reduce meeting time by 50%, you're going to be a popular guy, I think. <laughs> well,
0: yeah, I mean, I, I believe, I've believe i seen it in action. The most frustrating thing in corporate environments, especially really large corporations, are just all the time you spend in meetings. There's a lot of tools nowadays, you know, beyond just data visualization, there's a lot of other communication tools like Slack is doing this as well. That's one of their taglines, right? And I've used Slack. I've seen I've seen that effect. In terms of data visualization, I really have seen that really help organizations just hone into having the meeting be what the meeting's about, which is let's make a decision about this issue in front of us in an informed way and leave the meeting with a decision. And when you're able to have the data at your fingertips tips and the right people in the room, you can actually have that kind of conversation and come out of there with a really robust and responsible solution.
3: Someone looking to get going, maybe their company hasn't used Tableau or they're thinking about data visualization at a fairly high level. What advice do you have for a manager in that situation?
0: If I were in the manager's position, what I would likely do is find sort of somebody respected in the organization. That has a bit of an entrepreneurial spirit and also the capability and interest in data, and just start small and start simple with that person. you know I think a lot of times, especially when it comes to data, it can feel intimidating because you know, oh my supply chain data is in this system, and you know my sales data is in this other system, and it can feel um, really intimidating. so I think if you start small and get some small wins, you know the way I saw it in that chemical company was um, this guy was trying to make decisions for his product, wasn't able to do it in as efficient of a way as he wanted, and he was curious to try a new tool. He got the tool and he started making better decisions. And so the ROI showed itself right away. And from there, it sort of spread like wildfire. So I think starting small and getting some real prototypes of success uh, is a great way to do it rather than doing a big rollout of this new tool and, you know, with not really sure yet how it's sort of going to grab on inside the organization. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, that idea of starting small is something that's come up in previous episodes with Roy Johansson on organizational transformation and also Dave Whetstones with mobile and the Internet of Things. So can definitely see the parallels here. Dave, we've talked about what can go right with data visualization. What are some ways that it can go wrong? Any stories come to mind there? It's funny, about three weeks ago,
0: I was um, on a hike in the Adirondack Mountains in upstate New York, of all places, and I was there with um, one of the guys we just brought on into our company, who's the sort of CTO, he's our software architect slash big data guru, and we decided to go on this great hike, um, it's called Avalanche Pass, it's this beautiful lake, and just kind of chat about our company as we were going on this hike. And the wildest thing happened, which is that on the way back down, this guy came up behind us, and he just starts like walking next to us. And at that time we weren't talking business at all. And we started chit chatting about what we all do. And he, it turns out he's the uh, CIO of this 2,500 person company in upstate New York. He recently uh, rolled out and he just started telling us this. He recently rolled out these dashboards for the sales organization because the sales organization in his mind, and the company's mind really needed to get to root cause about how it could Get better, you know all all sorts of aspects they wanted to drill into. Putting that
3: nicely there, Dave. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so so you know he took it upon himself. He asked them maybe briefly what metrics they were interested in, but then he and his team went off and designed it. And he said, and I can't tell you they don't use it. I, I don't know what went wrong. You know I designed all these metrics. Um, it looks great. It's easy to use. I put it in front of the team, and you know you go to these meetings and they're not using it at all. <laughs> and if data visualization kind of goes wrong. I've often seen it go wrong in that sense, which is that the business stakeholders themselves aren't as embedded inside of the development process as they really need to be. And I think one of the things I've even noticed too, just as a consultant, is there's two approaches to sort of setting up even a dashboard in an organization. You know, one approach is to ask, okay, what KPIs do you want to see? What data do we need to generate those KPIs? And let me go off and build it. But the second approach, which is actually, in my mind, much better and much more effective at driving the change you want, is to just first start with, you know, what's the one business question you want answered by this dashboard? Like if you could answer just one business question and really get them focused on one question and then ask, okay, what are the only KPIs we need to answer that business question? And then you get the data and then you design it. And they can have several dashboards. They can, that answer each of them a different business question. But I think where you can kind of go off track is number one, not engaging the business stakeholders. And number two is just making a dashboard that has too much stuff on it, doesn't tell a story. Humans really connect. We all connect with stories the best. So even a a data dashboard that answers a business question story uh, is in my mind much more effective than just sort of a dashboard with a lot of different metrics. So that's sort of the way I would suggest approaching it um, for anyone looking to, to make a successful go at it in terms of building dashboards that help drive effective business decisions.
2: So very much sounds like it's not data visualization for the sake of itself, but very much what's the business problem? What's one question that we need to have answered for the business and essentially working back from there to identify metrics that would benefit the organization if they could be seen in this dynamic visual way?
0: Yeah, exactly. Because, you know, that's where the rubber meets the road. I mean, in my story about the chemical company, it got traction in the organization because there was a direct link between this new tool and the business decisions it was driving. And anytime you strengthen that link, the more something takes off because it makes people's lives easier, makes a decision making more effective, you know, et cetera. So I, th- I think that it always is key
2: to dial into. Dave, anything else you'd like to say about data visualization before we move on to advanced analytics?
0: No, I think just to emphasize, you know, it's not as as hard or intimidating of a topic as I I think it can appear at first. There is a bit of a learning curve on several of the tools, you know, Tableau, Microsoft BI, you know, just a bit of time on them. you'll, You'll start to make advances, you know, I think
2: faster than you'd expect. So Dave, big data is all the rage these days. Why don't you give us your take?
0: So we just talked about data visualization, which I think I think of that more as a retrospective look at a business. I think big data and really the advanced analytics that get applied to big data um, is really about being very predictive in your business, whether it's financial or power industry or even demand planning. When I was in my PhD, uh, this was about five years ago now, that was my first sort of taste of some of these advanced analytics techniques. I'd done a neural network
2: model on some material science problem. Dave, before you go further on that front, for the benefit of us and our listeners, what's a neural network?
0: Long story short, neural networks are one type of advanced analytics technique that allows you to get signal from data that otherwise looks like complete noise. You can analyze this in a way that allows you to get insights you didn't have
2: before. Any stories come to mind that convinced you of the power of neural networks? I had been skeptical
0: whether advanced analytics would really Drive a lot of impact in business, and then last year I was actually I did a project in Australia for a metal smelter, and just by the way, if you want to know what hot is, go to us, go to the middle of the Australian desert in their summer and work at a metal smelter, and oh. uh, I'll t- you'll you'll learn quickly what you know how te- how high temperatures can get. So I was there, and a metal smelter is really a material science problem. It's how do you extract the most amount of metal out of this. As possible how do you optimize your inputs and you're putting in tons of inputs it's a very dirty system this was when I was at McKinsey still actually and between me and the manager we decided to try out just to see what would happen a neural network and we did and we actually found we found five really interesting insights two of them were didn't make any sense after we reviewed with the engineer you know that's a you know thing you have to be careful with with something like a neural network but the other three helped the engineer on site to identify several variables that were deeply linked with each other. That was one piece of a broader effort to basically extract several million dollars a year of revenue from the metal smelter that they weren't able to get before. And so since then, you know, I've, I've heard a lot of organizations sort of talk about it, especially when I'm doing work on other efforts. You know, I'll be in, for example, in, inside of a demand planning function and um, demand planning is trying to predict how much you know demand for product is going to come in. And you know the biggest thing they always say is, well, we don't have a fortune, you know, crystal ball, like we're not able to tell what comes in, you know. And yet, you'll see that they're collecting all sorts of really interesting data. From my point of view, really interesting data. For example, um, they may collect all of the data associated with any bid that ever goes out to any customer, whether or not they track whether the bids came back as sales or which ones did or not. I mean, that data alone is really interesting. There's a lot of data points in there. I mean, you could mine that and start to link that to what you're actually seeing in demand and and start to potentially see insights you weren't able to see before. And that's where organizations, I think, haven't yet really gotten to. I think just like I was a few years ago in terms of my thinking around and skepticism around big data and advanced analytics, I think it's hard now for organizations, they're getting a sense this is important, but it's hard for them to really see vividly where can we apply this? You know, where can it actually make a difference versus where are we just not ready to
3: apply it? So there's skepticism by some It's a pretty advanced technique. What's the first step that a manager takes if they're looking to explore this?
0: Uh, what you want to get a sense for very quickly up front is you know here's the problem I, here's what I want to predict and here's the data I have to do that type of prediction and at the very least, if someone comes in and and says, "You know, yeah, the problem you want to predict you know we've seen that done before, however, you don't have any of the data necessary to start doing this it can at least help you get set up so that maybe a year from now you can come back to it and what i mean by that is advanced analytics can take in data you wouldn't necessarily expect would be important for predicting the outcome that that you want to predict but because you don't have a way of you know analyzing it or, or building direct correlations from it But someone who is familiar in those techniques can help you start to assess what you should start to set up in order to position yourselves to answer those kinds of questions.
2: So with data visualization, we talked about Tableau being a tool that's available off the shelf. Are there any comparables when it comes to neural networks or advanced analytics?
0: When I was a PhD, we were using Igor or MATLAB to do some analytics. But I still don't think there's a real easy tool or GUI yet and in fact I do think that is the next wave which is putting this more in the hands of uh, the everyday user Hmm. but that is with the caveat that I think there's a lot of sort of outcomes that come out of the the models that you still I think need someone who knows the techniques to test, to validate, to verify. Um, There's a science behind how you feed the model data and then how you feed it
2: new data to really test its outcomes and conclusions. Dave, anything else you'd like to say about advanced analytics before we get into some closing questions? I think that the organizations that figure
0: out where they can get the most leverage out of this in specific topics in their organization will really move ahead because this is the level of insight that is still not common in an organization. And so if you start to get little pockets of expertise that can really drive valuable insight, even if it's in a demand planning for a specific product that traditionally, it seemed impossible to predict. I think those are the ways that organizations will
2: will start to see value and, uh, and competitive advantage. All right, Dave, let's move into some closing questions here. What would you say is the best advice you've ever received or the most memorable lesson from your business or other experience? You know, the first thing that
0: popped into my head was right when I started at McKinsey I had um, just come out of a PhD so I was in this world of academia for a long time and I was pretty nervous about jumping into the business world and I remember um, I was talking to this partner in his office and he had been a PhD too and he said Dave I have one piece of advice for you and that is trust your instincts and I'll tell you. I I mean, it was great advice. It's so common sense, I guess. But, you know, for me, it was really important to hear because basically what he was saying is don't doubt yourself. You're smart. You'll figure it out. And the way you figure it out is really trusting your instincts. You know, I think there's the best practice, you know, published answers, and those can help you. They can definitely give you guidance and build hypotheses, but really when it comes down to solving a problem, you need to get inside of the problem, think through it, you know, and ultimately trust your instincts. So for me, at least that one, that one really resonated and um, I'd say it's probably some of the best advice I ever got.
2: Yeah. It's almost as if we have our own neural network. That's right. You know, our instinct is surfacing something that we can't quite put a finger on, but we know something's there.
0: Yeah. Well, and you know, it's like Malcolm Gladwell Blink. I think that was like a big point of the book is like the, the, the expert, the one with 10,000 hours of practice, just, they don't always know why it doesn't always surface right away, but you just know there's, you know, a forged piece of art versus a real piece of art. So, yeah. no, it's interesting. And I love that
2: topic. Yeah. So on the topic of authors, any books you'd recommend on these topics or others? A lot of the the ways I personally get a lot of my...
0: Like if I'm trying to amp up on data visualization or a new advanced analytics technique, I'll start with some books, but then I do a lot of combing through internet and blog and examples and Coursera has great courses on it um, for sort of intros to things. So if it's my recommendation for people to get into these topics... um, some of the books like you know XYZ for Dummies, whether it's like Tableau for dummies or, or whatever, is a great book, um, but then advancing that further with sort of online trainings
2: I think is always a good thing. any productivity tips or other rituals that contribute to really keeping you on track?
0: Yeah, well, I love um, keeping lists, and the way I do that is using uh, OneNote Microsoft OneNote, and I know all the shortcuts in there to you know move items up or down in terms of priority but uh, but I love it because it syncs between my computer and my cell phone, et cetera. And I find, I I do this for everything. I, um, for both client work and then other things I want to do, like personal life things, I keep lists and particularly for client work. And this is a piece of advice that I give to anyone, anyone I work with, who's sort of a new consultant. I always have a list of what my priorities are and specifically the things I'm driving in terms of delivery that day. And they will change throughout the day too because you have conversations. So something goes from being, you know, your second most important thing to number five and something lower on the list becomes number two. But that has always helped me save a lot of time and um, just communicate more effectively with the client. Because then when I run into somebody else or, you know, want to give an update, they're like, oh, what are the things you're working on today? I'll be like, oh, 1 2 and 3. You know, I don't have a great I don't have a great memory for the top of my head, but if I have it written down, I, it's just it's just right there and I know where to access mm-hmm. it. So, that's one of my biggest tips in terms of productivity.
2: Pat, any final thoughts in closing?
3: Well, I think the types of things that Dave and Anthro specialize in are the types of things that we're seeing consistent demand for from sophisticated companies. And so, one of the reasons we want to have someone like Dave on is to shine a spotlight on the fact that you can come in and very easily get connected to someone like Dave without a lot of, you know, the traditional search costs and difficulty around that.
2: All right, gentlemen, I think that'll wrap it up. Dave, Pat, thanks so much.
3: Thanks, Thanks,
1: guys. You've been listening to The Lean Industrial. This series is powered by Catalan, a platform offering global enterprises software solutions to access business expertise on demand, helping leaders like you get work done quickly and efficiently. Visit gocatalan.com to learn how we can help your team accomplish more.